I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. At some point, you gotta decide for yourself who you are. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film podcast. If you downloaded Tuesday's podcast, you would have heard Questlove talking about his BAFTA-nominated documentary, Summer of Soul. Well, in this new bonus podcast, we speak to Anne Dowd about her BAFTA-nominated performance in the brilliant drama, Mass. If you're a Kermit on Film regular, you will have heard Jason Isaacs talking about Mass on an earlier episode. But now, sit back, relax, and enjoy half an hour in the company of the brilliant Anne Dowd talking about the extraordinary film, Mass. Firstly, I think Mass is a wonderful piece of work. I first saw it, I think, a year ago now, and I was just, I was overwhelmed by how powerful it, by how powerful it was. Can you say something about how you first reacted to reading the script for Mass and what it, what the film felt like to you before you made it, but when you read the script? I didn't know anything about it before reading. Uh, read it and knew immediately that I would do it. Uh, there was no question of the writing. It was obviously beautifully done. Fran is remarkable on many levels. Uh, I also at the same time was concerned, I believe that's the right word, that I could get to that level of despair and stay there as the character deserved. Um, And so those two things at once, of course I would do it. And then very uh, hopeful that I could in fact do the work. Those were the two thoughts originally. One of the things I think is difficult about the film from a critic's point of view is that it's very hard to describe what it is Yes. Without making it sound like something that it isn't. Yes. And I have discussed this with uh, Jason Isaacs, who is a very old friend of mine. I was at school with Jason and I've known him most of my life. Isn't that lovely? He has a strong point of view. Yes. Oh, he does. And he's a, you know, he's a, I think he's a, he's a great guy and I'm a really big fan of his work. But as I said, I, you know, I, I know him as a friend too. But he said it's, it is like one of those films that it's very hard to describe. And I said, well, okay, how would you describe it? And he said, well, that's kind of your job. How, Anne, would you describe to an audience what mass is? You know, the burdens we carry, so I have to go at this sideways a little bit. Go ahead. Are, there are many that we carry, and we don't know how to move forward and lay them down. Grief is one, 
very powerful one. And blame and rage and despair and guilt. We hold on very tight because that's somehow the way we think we keep ourselves safe. It is in fact the opposite. And I learned this when I was doing the leftovers that if people were saying, I don't wanna, I can't. And I wanted to say, if you can sit with the grief, you will find your way through and this will bring something profound to you in an understanding of yourself. I believe that is the case with this film. The areas, the places, sitting at that table and staying there requires openness. And we think we're open people, we're scared. I think all of us to a degree, not to generalize terribly, but what this movie can offer is a place where you come to learn there is always a way through. That if we can stay at the table and just for whatever period of time we can do it, put our burdens down, our armor down, our walls down just for as long as we can and connect with the person in front of us in their eyes, extraordinary things happen. And they do. I know we've all had these experiences in our lives where suddenly it's like, oh, oh, this is what we're meant to do. We all share a human heart. We are not strangers really to one another. And I think this film carries us through and supports us enough where there is profound hope and healing and a chance for forgiveness, which are such burdens that we carry and to lay them down and they dissolve in, in, in the way that humans are meant to let go of their various grief. I'm rambling here, but we're not meant to do it. We're not meant to do it on our own. We never were. And I think this movie is, a, is profound in that regard. Just come, come and sit with us at the table and you will not only be okay, you will know yourselves better. You will have dropped so much. And it'll, I think it helps us to get ready to, okay, I can do this in my own life. I can. Bipolar disorder, depression, mania, ADHD, possible schizoaffective disorder. None of that is psychopathy. You don't know what you're talking about. If you take the medical records with the criminal report, which we now finally we have the full report, don't you have to weigh the evidence, the facts of what he did against your personal relationship, your history those with things. It wasn't always those things. We can trace how far back to when he started planning it. We can trace his footsteps for Christ's sake. I don't think the timeline definitively proves anything about his mental state. How can you say We're that? We're not denying what he did or who he became. Well, well I can't help but hear you blame a, a not abnormal childhood. He was my son. 
I can't remove my feelings from our history or his records. I'm not asking you to. I'm saying that what he did, his, his capacity for murder, was probably potentially there a long time before anyone could have known. You think you can attach one word to something in order to understand it? To make you feel safe? Well, I won't say it. I don't believe it. It's not simple. It's everything you cannot see. And you speak so um, profoundly and passionately about the film. Was, was every member of the cast as involved as you have just described yourself to be? Every. You know, in the first two and a half days of rehearsal, I didn't know anybody. I knew of them. And, or Fran. Uh, we sat down and at the time, I don't know if this was a conscious choice, because what do we need to do a film such as this? Trust, profound trust, openness, a feeling of safety, and knowing we all know what we're doing here, meaning we all know what we're signing up for. And so these four people, the five of us, you know, we've been around a while, Fran, not so long. We've been on stages. We know what it means to stay at a table, meaning when it gets tough or uncomfortable and you want to say, you know what? I'm going to leave the stage right now because what just went on here is just not what I had in mind. Well, we know that if we take the breath and trust ourselves and stay there, we will move forward. So that's hugely important. We've been on many, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we have our sea legs. Uh, and that's kind of significant. Uh, and so in those first two and a half days, we sat down and I started to talk about my youngest boy, our adopted son, who was in trouble. He had a very, very difficult childhood beyond. And I was scared for him. And I started to tell them about it. And within, I'm not even kidding you, within the first 20 minutes, I realized these people are beautiful. We are safe together. I trust them 100%. And we began, we went through text, of course, to figure out what page are we on? What are we doing here? What's happening? We sorted through that. Fran is very collaborative. Uh, he's an actor as well, as you know. Uh, and we came to love and trust one another in those two and a half days. So when we went away for three weeks, we all had our own process. They're all different. When we came together, every single person, 100% there. Now, that being the case, it must have been a very intense experience shooting the film. Because if, as you describe, you are that involved in the in the part, and the subject matter is, you know, it's a matter of life and death. It is. It's uh, it's about as profound as you can get. That must have been exhausting to make the film. No, it was the opposite. It was, from an actor's point of view, pure joy. I don't mean to say that it wasn't challenging. Of course it was challenging. But you see, I'll speak only for myself. Acting is not about suffering. What struck me so profoundly in this experience, because I, 
you hope for it as actors. And when you start acting and you fall in love with it, you know it, like you know your name, but you forget. You forget that the help comes from everywhere to know a character. It's not just what's physically present, what the, it, just the words, it's, and, and I'll tell you this without any exaggeration, never in my life have I experienced such extraordinary generosity from a character to me, to an actor, I speak for myself. Meaning, I knew early on, because we shot everything that didn't take place in the room, we shot in the first four days. That would include the ending before we had been in the room. And as soon as we began that scene, I knew she was present and she was there. And if I could trust myself, take the hands off the controls, stay present in the room, look in the eyes of these wonderful actors and know that Linda will handle it. I mean, I did my work, of course, learned my words and, and, and sat with it. And, you know, in those three weeks, sat with it, sat with it in silence. And every time I wanted to get up and distract myself, okay, well, that's good. I just, I just said to stay here because that's what Linda does. Just stay. Stay. And, okay, I, I, I keep rambling here. What, what your turn. No, okay. this is lovely because I think, one of no, but one of the things that I find, I mean, look, I'm a film critic, okay. So what I do is I watch movies, and then afterwards, I, I, you know, I'm meant to to talk about how the movies work or how they make you feel, and and that's fine. To me, acting is like magic, okay. I have no idea how acting is. I know actors, but I have no idea how you do it. You mean you might as well be describing astrophysics to me, but what I love is hearing somebody describe it in a sense that 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 is emotionally logical because you know i cannot imagine how anyone can put themselves into another character but what's fascinating is the way that you're talking about that character being opened up to you you're saying i you know i knew she was here and i could feel her and in a way that kind of makes more sense to me than somebody describing uh some complex acting technique because you're talking about the character as a real person and you're talking about the character as somebody to whom you are reacting. I, you know, to me, that makes a lot more sense than a lot because it's so, it's so hard to explain what acting is. It's something that you do and it's a craft that you do, but I'm, I'm just astonished by it. And I'm particularly astonished by mass because I watch it and I believe wholeheartedly in all four people in that room. And then I can't imagine what it's like when somebody says cut and it goes back to Jason and you and do you see what I mean? I mean, it's like a, it, it's like a magic trick. You should have seen us, Mark. You should have seen us in between. Um, it was just the, us in the room, you know, in camera. We don't even remember where the cameras were. Fran was extremely, oh, he's, I got to find new words to talk about him. He's very, very special. He wasn't in the room when we shot. It was just the four of us and the camera, you know, two cameras, I think. Yeah. And so in between takes or setups, the amount of laughter um, to the point of weeping laughter 
and not in a disrespectful way at all. It's just, and none of us were off in a corner, you know, as Martha would put it, having to be called by our character names. She's very funny. Um, you know, we, we, we had our own ways of doing things. We knew when it was time to drop back in. But Reed Bernie is hysterically funny. And, and, and literally there were times where I'd be holding on the table, weeping with laughter. Um, I mean, honestly, with the tears streaming down my face. And of course, probably release for all of us. And then, you know, it was, it was, it, we were daylight dependent, which is to say when the sun goes down, the day ends, that's like heaven. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you can have the feeling of being trapped. We've all been on yeah, yeah. set for 16 hours. Thank you very much. Um, you know, lighting is genius. However, so then we would go home and we would go to our rooms. And they had very lovely rooms for us. And then we'd meet together. We'd go to dinner and then we'd meet. And we would talk through the next day. We were together all the time. And we weren't always getting along. We had very strong differences of opinion. Because these are very strong-minded individuals, these actors. <laughs> However, we were able to find our way through each and every time. Uh, babe, I wish I... hope you don't mind, I just called you babe. Um, we do that sometimes in America. You guys don't do that over there, do you? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, hey, I could be making all this up. This is my memory of it, you see. Um, and when I left, I knew that she knew me and I knew her. Learned a lot from her, truly. Because somebody who shattered like that woman, you know, everything about her life that she knew, everything that meant something to her in terms of how she operated in the world, shattered. Um, what remains, of course, is love for her sons. And what she did to me that is the bravest thing, really, is that she made no attempt to rebuild those walls, no attempt at defense. When she walks into that room, she does not anticipate forgiveness, doesn't occur to her. Do you know what I mean? She's accepted life where it is and stays where it is. And I, I found that very admirable. Do you blame yourself? What? No, I want to know. I didn't come here to talk fucking politics. You know? I want to know. We don't want to interrogate. I can imagine how hard it is to live with his actions. It is. But our loss. Please just tell me what you mean by that. When you talk about blame on your part, I want to know what you're referring to. There is nothing that wasn't covered in the depositions. But I want to hear it now. We never filed against you. We never took part in any of that. Maybe a better way than interrogating is to, to learn Fine. what we remember. Fine. So tell me what you remember. Tell me about your son. What would you like to know? Everything. I want to know everything. Why? Why do I want to know about your son? Because he killed mine.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And you said you learned a lot from her. Did, do you see comparisons between yourself and her? Are you are you alike in any way, or was it, or was it learning something from somebody who was completely different? Oh no, I liked her right away, and I think if you like someone right away, there's a reason for it. There's already a connection. I liked her, and I understood her as to how to play her. I don't know. That's where she she took over. Thank God. But to, I understand. Um, what it is to feel responsible and to want to apologize for so much of your life, even if you don't need to. You know, holding ourselves responsible. And I don't know whether it was, I don't know whether it's the pandemic or whatever, but things come up now that I didn't even know were there. But I'm comfortable knowing someone like Linda because I get it. Not to her degree, surely. Uh, and plus, holding grief, she holds it well. And I, I somehow I'm familiar with that. Don't know why. And I just, you know, you're not surprised the marriage ended because the role that she used to have in the family, peacekeeper between father and sons. Honey, don't speak so harshly to him. He can't stand it. He's not like his brother. Can you just go a little more gently with him? Uh, or my son, daddy doesn't mean it like that, hon. You know how he is. He just doesn't know a softer touch, but don't take it personally. None of that, she, she could no more carry on in those roles. They don't exist anymore. And she as that individual does not exist anymore. Fran and I met um, an extraordinary mother who lost her daughter at Sandy Hook. We had we were in the room with her, and she had found her way to forgiveness. Remarkably, she was astonishing. Fran and I just wept. I mean, what did we have to say? What did we have to bring to the conversation? Because for us, when we go home at the end of the day, we do not carry the consequences. And she was very open. She said her marriage didn't last. And as she put it, you cannot choose not to grieve. Which, you know, I mean, that's what poor Richard does. He can't do it. Richard in the film, he just can't do it. 
And uh, I don't know how he doesn't implode or explode. I don't understand that personally, but you know, yeah, his need to keep those walls strong and tall is, is huge. And it seems trivial to mention this in the context that we're talking in, but congratulations on the BAFTA nomination. I don't know how seriously or otherwise you take awards, but it's a richly deserved nomination. Thank does that you. stuff mean anything to you? It does, you know. Uh, I was particularly, I mean, there's no way to separate these performances. Uh, no way at all. And I don't deserve it one second more than anyone else in the film. This I know. Uh, the fact that it gives the film some more something, I'm very happy. I also, I also am so grateful to, I say the British people, I don't know who I'm speaking of, whoever makes the decisions because, you know, you could sit there and, you know, we're lost in our country. I mean, the film, okay, we're lost in our country in the way of gun control. We're, we're lost and we're not going to find our way. Uh, for a very, very long time, if ever. Britain and most other countries are so much farther along than we, we're, we're not anywhere, is what I'm saying. We're, we're in deep in the, in the hole. But the fact that the British people <laughs> could see beyond the specifics of the circumstance and get to the core of the film and understand it just meant the world to me. And so in regards to this nomination, I'm very grateful about that. Um, you know, it's funny, awards are a funny thing, aren't they? <laughs> you know, I mean, winning an Emmy for Handmaid's Tale, that was an extraordinary moment. I was knocked out by it. And it, it brings you to a place of profound gratitude and you want everybody to have their chance in whatever they do in their life for someone to get you up there in the lights and say, you're doing it. You did a nice job there. You know, you've been working a while. You did a good job. It, it just opens your heart to wishing you could give that to everybody because people work so hard and actors work so hard and everything. Uh, but then you got to be careful because you can get caught up in that. I speak for myself. <laughs> you know, competition. No, no, we're not meant to compete. That's not uh, how, I don't want to go there, though I do. And then I say, thank God for age. Aging is underrated, my new favorite saying. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because perspective, if you keep your darn eyes open, it's like, Ann, you know where the focus belongs, belongs on the work. Because the experience of shooting mass and there's no other word I can think of, was a privilege to be in a circumstance where we could live those lives for those two weeks with those people. Are you kidding? And, and, and then to be able to drop into the life of another human being. You know, being an actor, I don't know what it is to be a writer. I could no more write a review or anything. It, it just, none of it comes to me. I just sentence one, uh, sorry, can't do it. Uh, no, I just, I don't understand it. Or, or Anyway, the hope that those circumstances happen 
And when they do, and you meet someone else and you know that spirit lives in you, come on now, how does it get better than that? It just doesn't. And that's, that's what happened there. And I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that we're, we're kind of nearly out of time. And I want to ask you one last thing. I said before that, you know, that I've known Jason since I was at school. And uh, I say I knew him. When I was at school, he was the person that I wanted to be. I used to look to Jason. I didn't, he was a friend of his. He was far cooler than I was. And I thought, when I grow up, I want to be Jason Isaacs. And then Jason, you know, went off and did his thing. And then he started being in movies and he's, you know, he's a terrific actor and he's a real hard worker. And then so years later, we kind of became friends. Years later, I wrote about him in a book that I'd written. And I wrote how when he was at school, he was the coolest thing. And he said, you know, this is rubbish. He said, I wasn't cool. I was terrified. He said, I'd arrived in the school from Liverpool. I felt like an outsider. All that stuff that you interpreted as me being cool and all the rest of it was completely the opposite was going on. And I always thought that one of the things I found most interesting about him was that I had had this whole version of him in my head that was nothing like what he was actually like. Um, because I very rarely get the chance to ask actors who've worked with Jason. Um, did, we, did you know his work beforehand and was he anything like you expected him to be? Didn't know a thing about him. That's my ignorance. Truly, I, I, um, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I have three kids. I don't know how anyone has time to do anything. I'm only, I'm only, I mean, I'm exaggerating. Uh, no, I didn't know anything. I did know, however, when I met him, uh, that he was a very, very kind human being, deeply kind. And so I was attached right away. I don't share a lot of his opinions <laughs> about acting or about the film and the way he talks about it. And, you know, I can say, you can say anything to him. He, you know, he just, he's got a very, very smart brain. Very. And an extraordinary way with words. But it's like a locomotive out of control on a given day. And I mean, I, I love the guy. That's why I can say this. Love him dearly. But I mean to say, I, I, we, I push back on him all the time. It's like, Jason, that's your opinion. It doesn't make it the fact of life. And, you know, he just makes fun of me when I talk about the character like that, about Linda and everything. He's like, it's you. And I said, Jason, you, you're, you're cutting yourself off from extraordinary experiences, babe. I'm telling you right now. But we agree to disagree. I just saw him last weekend. He's dull, you know. <laughs> what I mean is he's, you can say he's open to anything you say. He'll push you to back against a wall and then you'll shove him right back. And however he gets his job done, he gets it done. You know what I'm saying? But he's so good with, and you know, there's no but. He's so kind to my youngest boy. And he's a really, really good guy. Very good guy. And Yeah, no, he really is. Strong, strong opinions. Yeah. I say this with a smile. Yep. Please, please see that. Yep. If you, if you, yeah, want. yeah, we describe him. We describe him as the Duracell bunny. There's an advert over here for Duracell batteries, and it's a little bunny, and it just keeps bouncing when all the other batteries wear out, and the Duracell bunny keeps bouncing. That's Jason. It just yeah, I don't get keeps that. Bouncing. I don't know. He doesn't do it with any sleep either. It's like Jason, and you know the fact that he's sober. I mean, that couldn't have been easy. He speaks yeah. of that openly. I'm not. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. 
just to be able to square off with that and have no distraction in the way of anything. I come home at the end of the day and that martini is sitting there as a way to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As a way to just separate I do. the stress of the day. It's like, ah, uh, he doesn't have any of that. He has tennis, but no, not the same. Anyway. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. And I, I'll say this, I love the film. I think that I think that all four cast members should have been nominated for Oscars is what I think and what I wrote in The Observer because I think it's uh, I think it's superb performances around, but I'm so pleased that you've been nominated for the BAFTA Thank and you. I'm you know, I, I really, really found the film profound and I, I think it's a remarkable piece of work. I have yet to meet anyone who has seen it who didn't love it. I just want more people to see it. That's wonderful. I haven't seen it. You should do. I haven't seen it because because I lived it. When you have that extraordinary privilege, I don't know how to watch it. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. And it's been a real pleasure. And I hope to, I hope some point to meet you in person rather than just virtually. So thank you ever so much for sparing the time to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Have fun in the forest. Well, there we are. I hope you enjoyed that. That was Anne Dowd talking about Mass, for which she has got a well-deserved BAFTA nomination. Hope you enjoyed this bonus Kermode on Film podcast. If you did, tell your friends. Remember to subscribe. Stay safe. Keep watching the skies. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 